Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. And what a joy and pleasure it is to welcome you to this week's Man City Show and to share the pleasure of three massive blues. Uh, very simple introductions. We've got Steve Cox. Hello. We've got Dave Hodgson. Hello. And we've got Rob Barron, CTID. Hi. So, gentlemen, uh, are we experiencing the best City team ever? Welcome to the Man City Show. Nigel Rothband back in the chair. Three guests with... Question too difficult for you? Just, just amazingly no. simple question. Are we experiencing, this is, this are is, we experiencing the is. best City team ever? Simple right. question. Well, is, is it too early to tell, I would say, would be my retort to that. I'm lost yet? No. Played what, eight, is it? One, eight? Long way to go. Let's be excited. This is, this is an absolutely thrilling revolution. It's yeah. going even better than we thought. We've got an amazing manager who is putting his life on the line, making bold decisions uh, to reconstruct the football team, playing exciting football, which is breathtaking. But it's a bit early, so let's hope it keeps going. But it is breathtaking, Dave, isn't it? It's amazing watching us at the moment. I think I can safely say I've never been more optimistic about our team's prospects at this point in the season. I think we, the potential is there. And we've had, some, we've had some pretty decent tests so far, and I think we've come out looking like we could be the real deal. Now we just need to prove it over a longer time period. How good are we, Steve? We're very good at the moment. Um, I, I'm enjoying watching us play as a team, and I think that's what Pep has done. He's actually made them into a team. When they score a goal, they celebrate together. Every, everybody is playing as one on the pitch. Um, players that last year didn't seem to be up to it this year, suddenly they're transformed. Um, great manager, great team. However, long way to go across the season yet. And you're enjoying Pep, I guess. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, I am. What is it about him? I mean, on the touch, you just, I love watching him on the touchline. He doesn't, so he works hard for 90 minutes. Yeah. He puts a shift in and he's pulling players over and he's pulling them off and he's talking to them and he's, 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 he's involved, isn't he? He's absolutely up for it every single. Absolutely, I think he kicks every ball in his in, in his mind with what he's looking at, and, and his, his you know his actions speak volumes. And some of the players, I think, have welcomed the fact that he gives them that one-on-one coaching. He actually talks to them during the game. He tells it. Whereas Pellegrini sometimes just look nonplussed. I know you love Pep already. Absolutely, I think three things about Pep. First of all, he's got a great mind. He's he's the best football manager in in Europe. And we're reaping the benefits of that. Secondly, he's remarkably consistent. He's doing what he said he would do right at the beginning, which is to make uh, City supporters proud and to go for it game by game. And the third thing is that he's got uh, an absolute ability to make very difficult decisions. And he has done some incredibly difficult things that most managers wouldn't have the guts to do. And you're talking about Hart in particular, you're talking about Yaya, who, who, are, you, who are you thinking about in particular? It's the whole thing. I mean, it's, it's getting rid of Mangala, it's uh, getting rid of Hart, it's getting rid of Nasri, it, it's telling Yaya where to get off, thank goodness. I mean, this is all necessary. It needed to be done. What for, about Pep for you then, Dave? For me, bit of a bit of a Pep lookalike going on here, you know, with the with with is, the beard. Is that the polite way of saying I'm balding? Is no, that, it's, is it's, that it's, way? Not it's a very polite. But here's me. I I'm in no position <laughs> to say that. But just, I'm thinking the beard and you know the whole look. You know, you've got that uh, the smart suit on, and uh, you look so you've just come out of. Uh, Harrod's window, to be honest. He, you know, he, he is the sort of man who I feel, you know, has I have to embrace in every aspect of my life, and if that be- means becoming a lookalike, I, I can cope with that. But Guardiola has been, I think, the, the, the biggest change he's wrought on our team is that everyone now is so deliberate, they're so calculated in what they do. You don't see players play, um, hitting anything aimlessly. It's always... This is going to this guy because he's in the best position. I can see this space will come up for the next move. Every single player seems to be so prepared and calculated for what their next move is going to be and even what the move after that is going to be. And it's just brilliant to see. You know, even I think one of the best examples we had of that is um, there was an instance where Stones put the ball into the stands a couple of games ago. And most people would say kicking the ball into the stands really not something you want to see your defenders doing. But Guardiola's team seem very comfortable to do things like that when they realise that that is the best thing to do. These players are thinking so much harder and better about the game. And I don't think there's a better sort of um, a better indictment of the manager than that. And, and some of the, the signings, some, some of which probably almost came under the ra- radar, have actually come up from Sunday this year as well. Absolutely. Um, I, I think there's going to be, you know, I think we, we are going to soon sort of become a bit of a weekly Ilkay Gundogan loving on the basis of how he's started and how he seems to link up phases of play as well. You know, some of the players he's brought in have really contributed to that philosophy, Nelito being a good example of that, and I think are, are really going to enable us to push on and have the right depth to compete on a number of fronts. And we've still got one to come, haven't we? And so Gabriel Jesus, yeah. uh, we haven't even seen him yet. We've only seen him on the box, and I think playing for Brazil in, in the World Cup, and uh, not in the World Cup, in the uh, uh, Olympics, winning a, a gold medal with them. I mean, he looks fantastic. We had Sané as well. So there's a number of these guys who... Uh, Collar off bloke? Well, yeah, it's a bit of a transformation, isn't it? Yeah. The thing I like about Gundogan, as well as being a superb player, is that he said after the game 
this weekend that there's no greater incentive to play than to play for a manager who signs you when you're injured. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that is very important in terms of his commitment to the team. I've really struggled here. Other than, I suppose, Alito sending off. Let's just, we'll come back to that in a second. I'm sure we, we, I'd be surprised if we disagree too much on it, but we will come back to it. Try and come up with some negatives for me then, because all I can think of are superlatives. You know, we're playing amazing football. We've won every single game we've played. They're playing as a team. You know, we've, we've said before on the podcast over the last few weeks, it's not just when we've got the ball, it's when we haven't got the ball. You know, th- that some of the players who have stood out, you know, De Bruyne is, is just looking awesome. Try, let's have a comp- competition time here on, on the Man City show. We, we, we were trying this before you arrived, Nigel, actually, and, and I think... Dave came up with the only one that we could agree on on a negative was the fact that sometimes we're perhaps not as clinical as we could be and put teams away a little bit earlier in a game. But that was the only negative between the three of us. Because there have been a number of games, I suppose, you know, the West Ham game, the Sunderland game, yep. the Stretford game, where, where we were sort of, you know, a goal to the good. And we, as you say, we didn't, we didn't quite, we had our chances and we've hit the post and, we, and we've dominated games, but we haven't been clinical enough and, and that finishing hasn't been quite there. Is that, is that fair? Well, I think there are two other things as well. The first is that there will come a point in the season when Bravo is tested and it, that, ha- that point hasn't come yet because we've so outplayed other teams. So we need to watch out for that. Uh, and um, uh, apart from that, I, I, I can't think of anything. Any negatives from you, Dave? I suppose the one thing that's sort of come out of the club this week, which I've found a little bit galling, and it's something I could go on a rant about, and I'm going to try and, and limit this, is Pep telling the fans not to boo mm. the UEFA Champions League anthem, mm. which I think is actually a very justified action, given mm. the way UEFA is run. I have great exception to large amounts of it, particularly the way they have now stacked the seeding going forward. Mm. I feel that there is a point where, obviously, Guardiola takes a lot of control of large aspects of the club, I'd rather, you know, these sort of comments about, oh, the fans need to be louder, the fans need to not do this, etc. Run the team and the fans will come. Uh, that, you know, I, I'd rather that he sort of stick to those matters and not try and get involved in, are the fans going to boo this? If, if the fans want to boo, boo the anthem, I think they can. Okay, so we've got... I, I slightly not... disagree with that because I, I respect what you say, but I think that for only 30,000 people to show up for that game was a bit disappointing. And I think Pep was not afraid to say that. And I think that is helpful, actually. But what about, what about the anthem bit, though? The, the forgetting sort of the, the turning... Yeah, what well, about I, the specific issue of the anthem? I, which... I also think that City uh, supporters tend to lack self-confidence and they tend to, A, look at United and, B, think that everybody else is against them. And really big, successful teams don't give a stuff about that. They... They, they have pride in themselves, and we haven't quite got there yet. Steve? Yeah, I can see arguments on both sides. Um, I think the audience last week for the game, it was, it was let down a little bit by the fact that it was postponed from the day before. The club shot themselves in the foot a bit because they wouldn't sell more tickets. So, to be fair, they perhaps need to address that. As far as booing the anthem goes, I can understand that, um, given... You know, as Dave said, the way UEFA have been with us, and you know the changes to the seeding system, which seem to be somebody behind that. And one of the architects is a bloke called Gill, who happens to be the chairman of a club not too many miles away from City that like to live on their past success rather than their current success. Um, and 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 that's something that perhaps we could debate at some stage or other. Should somebody who is um, 
towards the top end of a club actually be responsible for making the rules as to how teams can qualify for competitions in future. I don't know. And before we get on to the Bournemouth game, do you, do you want to just touch on the European game? Because, you know, okay, we had to qualify. We're now, we're now in, you know, the, the, the main tournament. And they were a reasonable test for us, weren't they? Borussia Mönchengladbach? We played them off the park. And I was sort of thinking, you know, compared to the uh, Mönchengladbach team we saw last year, they looked a shadow of what we saw last year. They went and played last uh, the weekend just after the game and won 4-1. I mean, they're, they're a decent side. They're top six in Germany at the moment. They are, you know, got some very good players, but we played them off the park. And I think it was, it was uh, again, there's, these sort of beautiful footballing displays are all blurring into one for us at the moment. Yeah. But we, we, Aguero, clinical, the team, beautiful football. Again, we could have had more. We made a lot of chances. Impressive. Remember that Pep says we're not good enough to win either the Premier League or, or the Champions League, which I think is probably right at the moment. Um, uh, but I'm afraid to say that when I watched the game, I thought that City looked a bit like Barcelona. And I've never been able to think that before. So it's a sign of what's happening. Great times in Europe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fantastic. I mean, to, go, to, to, to sort of beat a team 4-0... Is, is, is an achievement in, in any competition, particularly the Champions League. It wasn't as though we were playing a, a team that shouldn't, you know, be, uh, you know, should be beating us, for example. Like, like you say, last year, 4-2. OK, let's, uh, let's bring it forward to uh, the Premier League then and, and our last performance, um, which was uh, against Bournemouth. And uh, who wants to kick off with this? Rob, sort of, again... Four great goals, a great team performance. As I think Dave's made the point, they're sort of merging into one here. I mean, it's just it's it's been awesome all season. What stood out for you particularly? Well, there were so many thrilling aspects to that game. The the biggest one was De Bruyne, who was absolutely superb throughout the game, and it, it was just a, a privilege to watch him. I also thought that uh, Sterling had a magnificent game as well, and those two, together with Ihinacho. And we're just too hot to handle. You enjoy the game, Steve? Oh, yeah. Ster- <laughs> Sterling's run where he went past about four or five... I, I lost count of the number of Bournemouth defenders that stuck their arms in the air so that they didn't foul him. He was just unlucky not to, to score from that. Um, I also must applaud the performance of one um, Alex Kolarov, who um, never thought would see him pinging 60, 70-yard balls from one side of the pitch to the other so accurately that um, they hit their target every single time. Fantastic, and he, he defended well as well. It's incredible, isn't it, when you think about it, how none of us have sort of sat around this table or you haven't heard any pundits sort of saying, you know that full-back, if you played him at centre-back, I wonder if that would change him as an individual. What is it? It's amazing that Pep, and he's, he's got a track record of this, of course, hasn't he? It's not, not the first time this has happened. It's yeah. just been quite incredible, a, an amazing transformation. We talk about the De Bruyne's, who we knew was a, a great player. Sterling is transformed, got a, a newfound confidence. But it's probably the Kolarov ones that's the, the biggest surprise, I suspect, isn't it? Well, a lot of the case for Kolarov, the case that Pep made at the start was that it's very difficult to find a left-footed centre-half who could do the job he needed. So he looked inside the squad, he saw you've got this guy who's quite aggressive at winning the ball, he's got good height and a good left foot. And really the ingredients are there and it was just coaching that out of him. And I think, you know, it's like what Rob said earlier, Guardiola has that confidence to make these decisions and to try and take you know, take these decisions and take players forward. And I think we're, we're reaping the rewards there with Kolarov, with Sterling. There's a number of players who've been really allowed to excel and 
change the way they play a little bit through Guardiola's faith and confidence in his own ability. Didn't, didn't Pep do the same thing with uh, Yaya when he was at Barcelona? Yeah. And Mascherano as well. Yeah. We might come back to him as well at some point. Not Mascherano, I'm thinking Yaya. Good. Uh, which, uh, difficult, four very different goals, which, which maybe we should take a goal each. But uh, De Bruyne's free kick to start with, I mean, that, that was just clever. Just clever football, having watched them knowing they all jump and just uh, slide underneath them. I mean, that's just genius, isn't it? It's, it's, it's the kind of thing you can get away with once for a <laughs> while. You, you, people will be watching out for it now that that could happen. But, yeah, absolutely genius. It was 10 years ago when me and my friend, who I used to go to the games with, used to make many jokes about Joey Barton always trying to put free kicks under the wall and it never working. And we never thought we'd ever actually see someone succeed with that. But it seems that uh, with that little step up in quality, these, um, these little quirks seem to be finally, finally working for us. Everything's going our way. And Kelechi, I mean, his people have talking about Rashford because he's English. I think the fact that Kelechi is not English is the only reason people aren't talking about it. I'm wondering how long it's going to take people to actually recognise that in terms of, you know, never mind the North West, but the Premier League, this is a very special kid. Um, is, is it something like 10 goals in 15 strikes or something? I'm not great with statistics, but it's something like that. But his, his involvement, though, in general play is the thing that gets me. The fact, on a couple of occasions on Saturday, he actually ran back 60, 70 yards to make tackles and retrieve the ball and then was instrumental in the move forward in two of those goals. You like Kelechi, don't you? Well, I, I, I mean, all those goals were superb and they were superb because every player is now unselfish, plays for the team yeah. and if they, they see someone else in a better position then they're prepared to pass the ball. And we, we haven't always seen that. Because the Sterling and the Kelechi goals were, were almost mirror absolutely. images of each other. And uh, that absolutely is what happened. And then uh, the new German boy popped up and scored on his debut, which is rather nice. We like, we like the look of him. We've mentioned it earlier in the show. He's a fantastic box-to-box midfielder. And it's something that we've, we've missed for a while. I mean, Fernandinho is doing such a wonderful job with the more defensive roles, making interceptions, etc. But Gundogan really looks to be linking the, the defence, the attack. He's everywhere. He's all over the pitch. He's getting wonderful passes in. He looks like he's got a good shot on him, good positioning. A lot of people are compa- uh, comparing De Bruyne to Colin Bell at the moment, and I'm hearing a lot of people say that I'd never had the look of watching Colin Bell, but from everything I've been told about him, Gundogan seems to have that energy, that box-to-box, that vision that everyone waxes lyrical about Bell about, and um, I think he's... I think he's going to be become a fan's favourite very, very quickly. I think they play with a smile on their face now as well, and nobody more than Gundogan. Mm. When you look at mm. the, what he recorded after the game, yeah. and he was mm. absolutely made up mm. and really pleased to have scored and, and performed well. And you know, I think the whole team, they celebrate together. When they score a goal, they all go and celebrate. It's, it's a team thing now. It's not just an individual player anymore. I know you, you like talking about referees, yeah. Rob, particularly. So here's, here's your moment. You know, we'll, we'll give you it. Um, so Nolito, a uh, bit of an incident. He was pushed um, and the player was booked for it. And then he kind of uh, moved his head yeah, towards... Yeah, I thought the, the referee was absolutely right. You oh, may wow. wish to record that. Well, <laughs> hopefully it is being recorded. I don't say that very often, but <laughs> uh, it was uh, right. In this case, it was a stupid thing to do, given it was 86 minutes and it wasn't a significant moment in the game. Hopefully he'll learn from it. But the great thing for me was 
Pep was asked, uh, what did he think about it? And he said, straight away, we accept the referee's decision and we, and we get on with it. What, you know, what, how refreshing is that? Unlike uh, another manager well, just outside Manchester who we won't really, we don't even need to talk about because they are a, 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 a irrelevance. Uh, I, I guess we're all in agreement, aren't we, in this day and age? I mean, I'm sure in the 19, 1970s, you know, with Norman Hunter and Billy Bremner, they got away with far, far worse. But in this day, you, know, you, can't, you can't sort of stick your head in, in, oh, in I'd that. S- I'd say if I was critical of the referee, I thought that the Bournemouth player probably got away a little bit lightly because if you look at the TV replay, he pushes his head in towards Nolito first. And I think Nolito's is a reaction to him doing that. And I think they probably, in my opinion, they both should have been red carded. Well, the, the lovely thing about this situation is we can now sit down and say, right, who are we bringing in, Silver or Sane? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful position to be in, you know. Uh, but not Yaya. No. No. So uh, let, let's cover the Yaya story then, because I'm sure all our uh, listeners will want to know about Dimitri Seluk, of course, who is his, uh, his agent, has been his agent since he was a teenager, I understand, and uh, we have discussed him before on, on the show. Um, the, the, the current spat that's going on between him and Pep, who's, how do you sort of judge the reactions and the performances of, of each of the players, would you say? Well, I think there's a collective cheer amongst all City fans today, as Pep Guardiola said in his press conference. You know, Yaya Torre will not play until there are apologies made for what his agent has been saying. And I think it's absolutely very refreshing to see that Guardiola is not just putting authority on his players, but also the sort of entourage around the players. You know, he is bringing discipline to every level of the club, and I think he's quite right in making that stand to say, no, this is my club, this is how we, how we play. And this is how we do things. I think that Yaya wants his cake and wants to eat it too. Because time and time again, uh, the agent says disgraceful things. And then Yaya comes out and says, well, I have been misunderstood. I have been misquoted. And he never actually uh, will criticise his own agent. And this has brought the chickens home to roost, to mix my metaphors. And uh, it's time now to see an apology. Is it going to happen, though? In reality, is that going to happen? Is this going to end really in sort of, yeah, yeah, stepping up to a microphone sometime soon saying, I'm really sorry? I, ca- I can't see that happening, can D- you? Does Yaya any- ever say anything himself, or does it just come out of this Selleck chap's mouth? All right, well, whoever's going to say it. Are, yeah. are we really going to see a statement like that? I, probably not. Well, this afternoon, Selleck has come out and said that Guardiola needs to, st- needs to apologise to Pellegrini and Hart and that he needs to stop behaving like a king. So I think the chance of any sort of um, conciliatory attitude is, is, is very unlikely. Don't underestimate the fact that, that Yaya's had a red card from Guardiola. It doesn't matter whether Yaya responds. Mm. Yaya is history now. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the point I'm making, I think. I, I just, he knows that. Um, you know, he's not in the Champions League squad. He's, he's what? appeared once i think this season so far um i think it's it's curtains and it's a shame because we and we've talked about this before on the show i don't think we need to spend too much time on it but we all know at his peak uh during those championship winning sides and and the fa cup winning that fa cup run the goals he scored and those surges from midfield he was unstoppable and you know we've, we've seen the best of him but i suspect uh, we won't see too much of yir again um quiz time gentlemen uh, what do Holland, Dundee United, Blackpool and Manchester City all have in common, please? Orange kits. Very good. Excellent. 
So the uh, tangerine, of course, just for, to be correct for Blackpool. Anybody listening from Blackpool would correct us immediately. They're not orange, they are tangerine. In fact, I think Dundee United are as well. I don't know what Holland, I suppose Holland play in orange, and, and we do as well. So I know... I think I know you, you're all going to say I don't care what we play in as long as we play amazing football. But, you know, we should cover it. It's come out today. It's been leaked a couple of days ago. Orange kit, third kit generally. Do we need a third kit? Should it be orange? What happened to red and black stripes, I hear you say? <laughs> well, I think, yes. I actually quite like <laughs> yes it. Yes to which question? Well, the first or the third? Yes, we should. We, you, these days you need to have a first kit, a second kit, a third kit. Everybody does it. It's all about making money, selling shirts and getting names on the back of shirts. I will say that some of the people I know have come out very much in support of that shirt today. They really like it and they think it's more of a, a leisure type shirt, I guess, is their kind, of, their kind of reading on it, which is not exactly how the club would probably like them to see it. But the upshot is, as long as they sell shirts... Like I don't think but others have said, much. look, a third kit's all about being innovative and creative and yeah, different. And, and it's certainly that. Rob, I know you, you're a big fan of uh, city kits through the ages. Well, I, I think we need to recall Albert Alexander at this point, who was mm. the legendary... God rest his soul. ...the legendary chairman of City, who said that uh, they play in colours other than blue over my dead body, and that is now <laughs> apparently happening. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, it's less important than how they play, but they, yeah. it does look like a, a circus troupe, and I think it's demeaning, actually, to, to the team on first sight to, to see that on a football field. Final word from you, Dave, on the third kit. No, for me, orange is not the new red and black. It's um, just, it's not, you know, I love the red and black kits. I'd love to see us have one of, you know, that, that is our away kit and a, and a blue home shirt and that be our kits. But that's never going to happen because no. this is the world we live in and, you know, ultimately we need to sell shirts. Well, when we look forward to this week, it's that interesting scenario of Swansea City away twice in just a few days and... Quite sensibly, I understand uh, that uh, City are going to be staying in, in Swansea or the Swansea area between the two games make complete sense. I actually Googled, you know, a night out in Swansea to try and make some suggestions for them. I found it very difficult. I, I haven't come up with I found on TripAdvising the Premier Inn just outside Swansea is not bad, but there's not a lot to do, is there really, in Swansea? Anybody, any, anybody got any tips first? Anybody know Swansea? Anybody spent any time in Swansea? They've got a nice university. Yep. I, I've been to the university many times. It's got a lovely beach. It's got lots of fresh air. It's a good place to be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know, but I he- I've heard Mrs. Guardiola has wanted to see Port Talbot for years, so <laughs> it's a great opportunity for the whole family. Wonderful. So there we go. So we wish them well in their sort of uh, four days away in Swansea. Um, so I guess there's going to be a few changes midweek. He said he's going to wants to win every competition. I can't see 11 changes, but I guess he's going to sort of try some of the youngsters. Obviously, young Alex Garcia, we didn't talk about again, who, who came on uh, against Bournemouth. He could he could start potentially. Any any just any other changes potentially? Um, Brahim Diaz. He's come out today. Um, Guardiola has actually come out and said that he is taking Brahim Diaz with him um, and Garcia. Um, and I would hope that we would get the opportunity to see them on the pitch for a full game. With any luck. Any other, any other think, thoughts? I think Pellegrini got it wrong in trying to manage uh, resources for four competitions. It doesn't work. I think Guardiola has been careful uh, not to say that each competition has equal priority, and I think we'll see that on Wednesday. So uh, it will be interesting to see um, the difference between the sides on Wednesday and Saturday. But don't forget, you can't 
encourage the others to play if you don't play them from time to time. And that was a failing of, of Pellegrini, except in the FA Cup, which was a panic measure. Yeah. Who, who, who do you see potentially coming in, any of the youngsters, or, or just rotation of the senior squad? Because we've pretty much got two, two 11s of internationals almost. I'm hoping to see the two um, young Spanish fullbacks, Angelino and Maffeo. I think they've looked quite interesting in pre-season. I think they might be given a chance. And the centre half, whose name I can't pronounce, Tozin. Tozin, yes. <laughs> um, I think he, he's, you know, again, looked very good in pre-season. Another player we can bring in, and it'd be just quite exciting to see some young players, but we, but sort of infused with the experienced players, maybe more on the fringes of the squad, the Fernandos, the Delfs, etc., who can add a bit of um, experience, support, and should still form a, a team that are capable of getting something against Swansea who haven't impressed me thus far this season. I, I suppose there's a bit of me that says, I hope he doesn't make too many changes, whilst it's great to see the youngsters, because as a City fan, you want to win every competition you're in, don't you? And if we make too many changes and Swansea, I don't know, play their strongest eleven because they're not going to win the league and, and this is a chance for them to get some silverware, then you make too many changes and you disrupt it too much. You kind of put that chance of winning a trophy in jeopardy but you, you you do also have to manage your resources across the four days really because you, you can't risk players playing too much and potentially injuring themselves as well so it, it's a very fine line that you have to walk but i agree you've you've kind of got to make some changes but you've still got to you've still got to blood you've got to blood players and you've also got to get a balance with the, with the experience there as well but without risking injury but don't forget that Pep is already thinking quite rightly about the uh, game against Celtic. Yeah. And, you know, that is a huge game, yeah. which is important not to lose. So uh, marshalling the resources is absolutely right. I don't think Swansea will play the same team twice on a Wednesday and a Saturday. So if we're sort of saying a number of youngsters and, and, and resting a few, so what, do you reckon there's as many as six, seven changes, Dave, something, something of that order, potentially? I'd say there may be more to the tune of sort of eight, nine, ten changes, but not all of those will be for young players. You know, I'd like to see, you know, um, there's, there's tough company coming back in, you know, Fernando, Delph, Navas, a few of players who haven't been playing regularly in the league, but still could do a very good job in that game. I think we might see, see those coming alongside the youngsters. Okay, and then what about uh, the weekend then? So uh, Mrs. Guardiola have a day out in Port Talbot and they'll be then back on the bus uh, having had their ice creams on the beach uh, to then play Swansea at the weekend. So it's three o'clock kick-off on the Saturday. Um, We've clearly got Nolito out. We've got Aguero out. Um, Who do you see potentially replacing Nolito? Do you think it's going to be a straight swap with Sané to start or or, or what? How do you you see them lining up at, at the weekend then? I believe Aguero's suspension is for the Wednesday game, not the weekend game. Is is that correct? He's going to be available for Saturday. No, he's no. Got I think he's got a three match ban. That will be his third. So because uh, th- wasn't because the European game, he was obviously free for. Although well, United, there was um, the game this weekend against Bournemouth and the Swansea game in midweek. Yeah, I think you're oh, right. okay. Yeah, no, you, you may well be right. be right. Okay, yeah. No, you may well be right then. Yeah. So Aguero's straight back in then. I would imagine so, and I'd imagine that Silva will come in for Nolito because we have, of course, have to accommodate him yeah. back again, and maybe De Bruyne, maybe De Bruyne um, playing out wide. Any it's, other? Ch- I mean, it's always speculation. It's so difficult; we don't know what, what his tactics are. But it's, it's just so thrilling. Embarrassment of riches. Well, you know, usually when Silva is not available, then then City aren't as creative, and I think that's been scotched now. And the other thing is, I've heard the players say. We're not going to burn out because of the way 
we're being trained and, and our approach to training. So everything has changed, and I think this is very exciting. So let's just have some predictions quickly then uh, before I give you the last couple of questions before we sign off. So just give me, Steve, prediction for League Cup and then uh, Premier League. League Cup, I think, will be quite a tight affair. 2-0 to City. Um, and then I think, at, as in Man City, not Swansea City. Um, then I think at the weekend, I think City will probably win 3-0. Rob, your I'd, turn. I'm, I'm not making predictions. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, <laughs> City continuing on this uh, upward, relentless endeavour that they're engaged in. Ever the politician. Dave? I'm going with 3-1 in the Cup. And I'm going to go with um, 4-1 in the League. Excellent. So, so, so final questions, gents. I suppose people, we kind of said at the start, it's early days, but people are saying we're now clearly favourites of the title. Would you, would you agree with that? Is it fair to say, with what we've seen, we are now favourites of the title, Steve? I wouldn't say we're favourites. I'd say that we've got, we're in with a very good chance to be there at the end of the season. If we're not, who are then? Well, you, you, you've got... You've got um, that horrible team we don't like mentioning um, I would say Liverpool actually are looking quite strong um, and Chelsea will come round at about at some stage or other Arsenal but you know I, I wouldn't say we're clear favourites there is no clear favourite to win that division at this point in time there's too much time to go yet you agree with that Rob? yeah I think uh, uh, Liverpool are an exciting team to watch I think they can take teams apart I think United can't continue to be as bad as they are uh, much as one might hope for that. And Chelsea are yet to get into their stride. Tottenham, they've lost Kane now, I think, which, which is a big blow to them. But Tottenham look an impressive team. So there are lots of uh, hurdles and handicaps for us to play. And if, also, don't forget Everton, because Everton are only two points behind. So uh, there's no room to say that we're, we're going to win the title. Well, you know, let's get to Christmas and then see what it looks like. Come on, Dave, be the one that sticks his neck out and says, yes, we're favourites for the title. With the start we've had, with the manager we've got, with the squad we've got, with the spirit in which we're playing, the sort of football we're playing, Man City are <laughs> favourites for the title. Yes, Dave? Yes, we are favourites for the title. Good man. Love you lots. <laughs> final question. What's possible for this season then? Go on then, let's final question for you. Who wants to kick off with what's possible? Come on, this is an amazing, an amazing start. We're playing amazing football. We've got the best manager on the planet. It's like watching Brazil in the 1970s. What's possible? Anything's possible, Nigel. We could end up with four trophies or none. <laughs> Couldn't we? We could. <laughs> um, I... I, I... <laughs> Again, I'll just refer to the fact that it's far too early to speculate. If we can maintain the way that we're playing at the moment to the end of the season, I'm sure we will be in with a shout in a number of trophies. All right. Anybody else? Rob, what's I possible? I don't think we should look at it like that. And I, I think that that's what Pep is telling us. He's saying to us, what you have to do is play it game by game and improve each game and identify and be honest enough to identify your weaknesses. Well, I asked you um, about the next game and you wouldn't commit and, to that either. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I committed, but not... not you did, you didn't way. listen. No, no, I committed, but I not in listen. terms of scores. <laughs> the, 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 the thrilling thing is that we all know around this table that this team hasn't begun to reach its potential. So it's very, very exciting. Uh, and how far it goes, it doesn't matter as long as they keep improving. Yeah. Before we sign off, the last words with Dave Hodgson. I think anything is possible, but the thing we have to remember is in Europe, we, are, we started the season and we're still in the case playing catch-up with the big dogs. Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, 
have had seasons of very strong performances in Europe, are very used to that, and they have learnt to play in a way that is very effective in Europe. We are no doubt pushing towards that, but I don't think we're quite there yet, and we shouldn't expect to be there too soon. Exciting times at the Etihad. It's been a pleasure to spend time with Steve Cox, with Dave Hodgson, and with Rob Bear and CTID. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.